Some good news and some bad news for the LA Kings out of their fifth preseason game of the year. We'll talk about Gabe Velarde, Carl Grundstrom, the Kings power play, and the first full preseason game for goaltender Cal Peterson, plus something new from young defenseman Brant Clark. All that and more coming up on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We have gained over 200 subscribers since I took over the channel about two months ago. We're at 707 subscribers at last check. Thank you again so much for all of your support of the YouTube channel and the podcast as well. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 plus years, for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick reporter, and NHL analyst, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. We are six days away from the LA Kings season opener, October 11th against the Vegas Golden Knights at Crypto.com Arena. The Kings played their fifth of seven preseason games Tuesday night in Anaheim, losing to the Ducks by a score of 5-4. to four. And as we get closer to the regular season, it is not a surprise to see the Kings putting out a lineup that should be similar to what we see on opening night. Nine of the 12 forwards that played on Tuesday should be in the starting lineup for the opener in less than a week. The top line, Andre Kopitar at center with Adrian Kempe and Kevin Fiala. The second line we saw uh, in Anaheim on Tuesday was Philip Deneau centering Trevor Moore and Gabe Velarde, who will start for Victor Arvidsson uh, for the start of the season if Arvidsson is out as we expect. So the first two lines that we saw in Anaheim uh, on Tuesday are the top two lines we'll likely see on opening night. The third line uh, was not centered by Quinton Byfield. He's out with an illness right now. So Rasmus Kupari was the center on the third line, and he was centering Arthur Kaliev and Carl Grundstrom, who we think we will see uh, on opening night, maybe not playing together, but likely uh, playing the wing on the third and the fourth lines. And then the fourth line uh, for the game on Tuesday in Anaheim, Jarrett Anderson Dolan was centering Leas Anderson and Brandon Lemieux. The only two expected regulars not on the ice other than the illness for Byfield were Alex Iafalo and Blake Lazat. On defense, the top pairing on Tuesday likely will be the second pairing for the LA Kings, but that's still to be decided. But we had Matt Roy and Sean Walker playing on the top line on Tuesday together. Uh, but there would be some changes as the game went along. The second pairing could be the third pairing for the LA Kings on opening night with Alex Edler and maybe Brant Clark. And the third pairing on Tuesday, we had um, we had uh, Tobias Bjornfoot, who could be in the starting lineup on opening night, and Jordan Spence, who likely will be in the AHL. So no Drew Doughty or Mikey Anderson on Tuesday, the top pairing for the LA Kings. And we are still waiting on the preseason debut of Sean Dersey, which we expect to be either in the next game or the final preseason game for the LA Kings. So despite the uh, 5-4 loss to the Ducks, there were some good things to take away uh, from the game. Uh, let's start with the forwards. And Gabe Velarde continues to show that he wants a roster spot and can be a very capable fill-in for Victor Arvidsson on that second line in the short term. And once Arvidsson returns, can be someone that can be factored into the lineup 
maybe on the fourth line, maybe as a fill-in when needed. Um, but he scored the opening goal uh, of this game against the Ducks on the power play, putting in a rebound off an Adrian Kempe shot. Uh, he also scored the Kings' second goal after making a nice outlet pass at his own blue line to Trevor Moore. It led to a breakout. Moore ended up skating it into the Ducks' zone. He dropped it for Velarde, who had some room. Uh, looked like he was going to have a good scoring opportunity. Unfortunately, one of the Ducks players did a nice job on the back check to get his stick. But that did lead to a possession in the Ducks' zone. Velarde would end up finding a loose puck in front of the Ducks' net and putting it home for his second goal of the game. So a great game for Gabe Velarde. Again, very active, looking comfortable out there, playing on that number one power play unit as well. And he appears to be stepping up to the challenge that was kind of laid down to him by head coach Todd McClellan that there was an opportunity for him to seize. And he is uh, he's seizing it, I think, so far for the L.A. Kings. So great to see Gabe Velarde finally coming around in what I think is a, a break, a make or break season for him with the L.A. Kings. Also thought Carl Grundstrom had a very solid performance um, right after Velarde scored his second goal. Grundstrom did a great job on the forecheck, forcing a turnover. He then fed the puck out to Rasmus or excuse me, to uh, Arthur Kaliev who scored um, from the right face-off dot, snapping a wrister back into the net. Kaliev showing that great shot that he has. That made it 3-1 at the time. Also, for Grundstrom in the third period, uh, he had a real nice chance on a loose puck in front of the Ducks net, showing uh, uh, you know that nose for the puck, not afraid to go to the dirty areas, going hard to the net, uh, which is something we saw late in, in last season and in the playoffs from him, showing that aggressiveness. Uh, the Kings definitely need somebody like him that is willing to go to the net uh, and skate the puck hard to the net, crash the net, go for rebounds. And uh, Carl Grunstrom, good on the forecheck and uh, good in front of the net, I thought, uh, in that game against the Ducks on Tuesday. I also thought Kevin Fiala had a solid game. Uh, in addition to having a few nice shots and some good passes to set up teammates, he did look more aggressive on the forecheck. And I talked about this in a recent episode because we had heard, well, yeah, he's a great offensive player, but he does at times um, you know, lack uh, what he needs to do defensively. And I had mentioned in an earlier show, I thought, you know what? He skates hard defensively. He back checks. That's not the issue. I thought the issue was he just doesn't really engage as much as maybe he needs to. And I thought he did that in this game against the Ducks. There were times when he did battle behind the net and did battle along the boards and showed a little bit more uh, grit uh, in, in, in showing a, uh, you know, a want to get involved in the play, to not just be content to kind of mirror the offensive player and take away a, a you know potential pass, but to get into his stick to go after the puck and be a little more aggressive. And I thought Kevin Fiala did that in this game. I said recently, I thought that Jarrett Anderson Dolan looked good to secure that final uh, forward spot uh, on the Kings for opening night, but he did have a couple of down moments in this game on Tuesday. Uh, there was a turnover behind the Kings net that led directly to a scoring chance for the Ducks. Uh, and then in the third period, the Kings were down by a goal and he had a two on one and he never showed that he was going to shoot the puck. He totally telegraphed that he was going to pass it the, the entire way the defenseman for the ducks was playing the pass he was giving him the shot and again you're in the third period and you're down a goal you're on a two-on-one the defenseman's playing the pass you have to take that shot you have to take that shot he passed it right into the ducks defenseman and ended up not getting any any scoring chance uh in that situation so a couple of missteps for An jared anderson dolan i thought in the game on Tuesday uh, against the Ducks. Um, I did like what I saw on the Kings power play. Now they only had two power play chances and they scored one power play goal, but I thought the puck movement was really exceptional. All five players on the ice really getting involved, especially with the number one power play unit. Um, we talked about Gabe Velarde getting the rebound and the put back on the Adrian Kempe shot on the power play. And uh, we're going to talk more about Jordan Spence a little bit later, 
he had a he had a bit of an unfortunate game defensively, but he did look very good running the Kings' number one power play, and that's something he's going to be doing uh, with the Ontario Reign this season. And maybe if, if you know if things turn out, maybe he gets called up at, at some point. Who knows? But I thought Jordan Spence did a nice job uh, on the point running the Kings' first power play unit. Um, defensively, though, we'll talk a little bit about more in, the, in a second. But I, I do continue to like what the Kings are doing on the power play, especially that number one power play unit. Uh, we are going to check in on the defense, and we'll have our obligatory Brant Clark update in a moment. But first, I need to tell you about BetOnline.net. It is your number one source for football betting this season and information as well. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, which just wrapped up the regular season earlier today. You've got MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's check in on the defense from uh, the latest preseason game for the LA Kings. And we have to, of course, talk about young defenseman uh, Brant Clark. Um, and he he has played in all five preseason games so far for the LA Kings. He's likely going to play in all seven of them. Uh, as we talked about from the beginning, the Kings coaching staff taking a long look at this very talented young player to make the difficult decision if they'll keep him on the NHL roster or they will send him back to his junior team. We talked about that a little bit with the LA Kings insider, Zach Dooley, the other day. Um, overall, I thought that uh, Clark had another solid game. Uh, he did have one mistimed pinch early in the game that led to an odd man rush. Um, and then late in the game, though, he had something that uh, got me very excited when the Kings, again, down a goal late in the game. He jumps up in the play and he takes uh, the puck strong to the net and put a nifty little backhand shot on goal. Carl Grunstrom was also there to try and get a rebound. But when's the last time we saw a Kings defenseman kind of dance and dangle uh, with the puck uh, to the goal line and then put this nifty little shot on goal? I mean, it just it, it really stood out because we don't see a lot of that from from the Kings defenseman. So uh, just again, Brent Clark showing his skill. Uh, in that situation. And there was a surprise with Brant Clark in this game. He played about half the game, the second half of the game, on the left side. Now, he's a right shot defenseman. With the key, as you, I'm sure you know, the Kings have a, uh, a, a slew of right-handed shot defensemen, and they're looking for someone to play the left side. Sean Walker can do it. Obviously, you've got Mikey Anderson, Tobias Bjornfoot. You've got uh, Alex Edler. Um, but they might have to, if they're going to fit in Brant Clark, he may have to play on that left side. And they, they gave him a look and I thought he looked pretty good. I didn't look out of place. It didn't seem to affect his game very much. He was out there with Matt Roy playing on the left side. Um, obviously the preseason is not just for players to get ready for the regular season, but also to tinker with things, to see how things work. And so the coaching staff, um, gave Brant Clark a look over on the left side. And we'll see if they do that again, going forward here in the uh, final two preseason games. I also thought defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot uh, was noticeable. And uh, I had said in one of my earlier episodes when we were breaking down the Kings roster that Tobias Bjornfoot had one of the quietest seasons that I could remember last season for the LA Kings. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yes, he's not known for his offense. That's for sure. When you look at the numbers, um, he's known more for his defensive game. And when he's not noticeable, Okay, he's not doing a lot of things with the puck offensively, but he's also not doing negative things that's going to make you notice him 
He's not turning it over. He's not pinching at the wrong time. He's not making bad decisions on playing a two-on-one and so on and so forth. So it's not necessarily a bad thing that sometimes he's not noticeable, but I did think he was noticeable uh, in this game against the Ducks. Uh, there was a, 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 a he had good, solid defensive play in his own zone, which is what you want from him to begin with. But there was a, a Ducks turnover, and then the Kings uh, made a nice D2D pass with uh, Matt Roy hitting uh, Tobias Bjornfoot, who blasted a slap shot from the top of the left faceoff circle, and it was perfect into the top right corner of the net for a goal. I mean, a really impressive shot. Um, certainly, you know, you got to be able to do that consistently to to really open some eyes and it was just one goal but consider that Tobias Bjornfoot played 70 games last year and he did not have a goal and he's played 106 career NHL games and he has one goal so anytime Tobias Bjornfoot scores a goal it is uh it is noteworthy hopefully we see a few of those in the regular season but I gotta believe that that uh fills him with some confidence in that this is a guy who doesn't look to add much offensively, but if you can put a shot like that, the way the way the place that he put it in that situation, um, he needs to shoot more. <laughs> we'll see if he can do that more going forward. But good to see Tobias Bjornfoot uh, show a little bit offensively and and kind of stand out a little bit as well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, defenseman Jordan Spence also stood out a little bit as well, and it was for a couple of uh, tough moments. We're going to talk a little bit more about um, some of the plays that he made. Uh, when we talk about the goals that were scored on Cal Peterson. Um, and again, he did look very good running the Kings' number one power play unit. Um, but Jordan Spence also did have some some missteps defensively. He was a minus two in the game. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we talk about Cal Peterson and the goaltending situation from Tuesday's game. Uh, but first, I do need to remind you that Locked On NHL's podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk. It has a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. So let's get into it. Let's talk about Cal Peterson uh, returning from injury. Uh, he did play the entire game on Tuesday against the Ducks. Remember, he did leave uh, the second preseason game of the year against Vegas with a lower body injury after the first period and hadn't seen any game action since. So uh, obviously cleared to return to the ice and uh, saw a full um, a game in this one. Um, and when you see, if, if you didn't watch the game, you see five goals allowed on 32 shots. Uh, you see that his save percentage was 844. And it would be easy to say Cal Peterson had a bad game. But let's examine those five goals that he did allow. Uh, the first goal for Anaheim came on a three-on-two opportunity for the Ducks. Uh, there was a pass in front of the net that was deflected off the stick of L.A. defenseman Jordan Spence, who we talked about earlier, and into the net. And uh, you can criticize Jordan Spence for that. You could say he needs to be stronger on his stick. But to me, that's just a bad luck goal. Um, you know, credit the Ducks for throwing it towards the net. But you can't fault Cal Peterson on that one with his own player deflecting it into the net. And you really can't fault Jordan Spence either because, look, he's trying to break up a pass. If he doesn't get his stick on the puck, it's going to get to the Anaheim Ducks player and he's going to deflect it in. So he has to put his stick in the passing lane and deflect it away. Unfortunately, it went into this into his own net. And uh, like I said, you could argue maybe he has to be stronger on a stick to make sure it doesn't deflect towards his own net. But to me, that first goal allowed by Cal Peterson, not on Cal, um, just a bit of bad luck on that one, in my opinion. The second goal for the Ducks was a slap shot from just inside the blue line. A lot of traffic in front. 
And it looked like it may have gone off of the LA Kings, Carl Grundstrom. Um, it may have slightly deflected off his leg. It also looked like Grundstrom may have screened Cal Peterson as well. Uh, either way, um, I also don't think that that's uh, necessarily a bad goal. Um, I think that's a bit of bad luck. Like I said, I do think it, it got just a piece of Carl Grundstrom, and that can be just enough to get it by a goaltender to have it change direction just that little bit. Um, and also, it could have been screened as well by his teammates. So even that second goal, I, I really don't think that's a, that's a soft goal or a bad goal by Cal Peterson. The third goal, sometimes you got to give credit to the other team. Um, there was a great pass, a great no-look behind-the-back pass from behind the Kings net in front to one of the Ducks players. Now, um, Jordan Spence was the defenseman on that play, and you could certainly argue he should have been closer to the man in the high slot, that he has to be ready because that's a danger area. Um, but again, great pass and a great one-timer. That, I mean, most goalies are not going to stop that. Um, again, you can criticize Jordan Spence for not being as tight to the offensive player as maybe he should have been, but I tend to credit, frankly, a great pass and a great shot on that one. And sometimes you got to give credit to the other team. The fourth goal, uh, the Kings get caught in the line change. Uh, another great pass from deep inside the duck zone, a stretch pass at the blue line, which went, which led to a two-on-one. Uh, Jordan Spence, again, was on the ice in that situation. And in that situation, he has to take away the pass. And he didn't do that. He went to the shooter. And he, if he does that, he has to break up that pass on the two-on-one. And he wasn't able to do it. There was a man all alone in front of the net who put in the redirect, pass Cal Peterson. Again, Peterson has no chance on that. It's a two-on-one with a guy in front of the net. Uh, so not a good play by Jordan Spence on that one. Again, if it's two-on-one, you have to take away the pass. You have to let the goaltender take the shooter, um, and he didn't do that, unfortunately. So that's a misplay by Jordan Spence, who is a, who is, I'm a big fan of Jordan Spence, but uh, he did have a bit of a tough game last night. So the first four goals, to me, uh, are not bad goals let in by Cal Peterson. Again, you had two pucks that deflect off his own players and in the net. You had a great no-look pass for a one-timer, and then you had a two-on-one where your defenseman kind of hung you out to dry a little bit. The fifth Ducks goal, to me, was on Cal Peterson. Now, it was on the power play in the third period for Anaheim, and unfortunately, it was the game-winning goal early in the third. Frank Vitrano with a wrist shot from near the right face-off circle. This one, no screen on Cal Peterson, didn't deflect on anything uh, on its way in. Uh, he saw it all the way. And it went, it went beat him five hole. And then that is one that he has to stop. So of the five goals allowed by Cal Peterson, the last goal I think is on Cal for sure. The other four, I think you either chalk it up to a bit of puck luck for the other team or a nice play. Sometimes you do have to give credit where credit is due. So again, you look at the five goals allowed on 32 shots. You look at the 844 save percentage and you're like, oh man, Cal, Cal was not on his game. Well, Look, he didn't make any spectacular saves. I will say that. There was there was no save where Cal Peterson robbed a duck player of a goal. So that that is fair if you want to say that. There were no real plus-plus positive saves for Cal Peterson. But for the most part, if he saw it, he stopped it. If it didn't deflect off something, he stopped it. Um, so a little bit misleading to say that Cal Peterson had a bad game. Was he great? No. But was he awful? No, he wasn't awful either. So... I'm not panicking um, from the performance I saw from, from Cal Peterson. Does he have to be better? I think that's that's fair to say he needs to be better. Does he need to stop that fifth goal, which ended up being the game-winning goal when he sees it all the way? 
and it's a wrist shot from the top of the faceoff circle, yes, he has to make that save. So you definitely can criticize him on the game-winning goal, but I thought the other ones, there were circumstances, let's say, beyond his control um, that you know led to him not having uh, maybe the type of night that you would assume he had from allowing five goals on 32 shots. So we'll see how Cal responds. We'll see if he gets another start in the final two preseason games. I would expect that he would. I would guess, and it's just a guess at this point, that Jonathan Quick will start the next game, then get the final preseason game off before he starts the regular season opener, and that Cal Peterson will play in that final preseason game uh, this coming Saturday, again against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, there were some roster moves made by the LA Kings that we want to let you know about. Obviously, we're getting closer to the regular season, and there are cutdowns that need to be made for the Kings to get um, to where they need to be as far as the size of the roster. Uh, so the LA Kings uh, sent forwards Martin Kromiak, Aiden Dudas, Samuel Hellenius, Tyler Madden, Akil Thomas, TJ Tynan, Austin Wagner, and Taylor Ward to Ontario in the AHL. They also sent defenseman Frederick Allard, uh, Toby Bisson, Helga Granz, uh, Kim Nosiainen and goaltenders David Rennick, Matthew Valalta, all set down to Ontario in the AHL. By the way, TJ Tynan, who we talked about on a recent show, the two-time defending AHL Player of the Year, cleared waivers to be sent down to uh, to Ontario. So I know that some people have said, why doesn't TJ Tynan get a chance to play at the NHL level? Well, and, and again, look, most NHL teams have their rosters set at this point, but any team in the NHL had a chance to claim him and and, and nobody did. So just just a, a note to pass along, not trying to bash the guy, just trying to give the reality of of his age and where he is in his career and, and the fact that he is basically an, an AHL player at this point. Uh, the Kings also released uh, Cameron Gauntz, Tyler Inamoto, Brent Kemp, Justin Knockbauer, Cameron Sabrika, Nate Thompson, and Alan Quine. Uh, the Kings now have 20 forwards, 10 defensemen, and four goaltenders on their current roster coming up tomorrow the kings will play their second to last preseason game they're going to be in salt lake city utah to take on the vegas golden knights face off is set for 6 p.m pacific time the game will be televised locally on valley sports west and i believe the game is also on the nhl network if you're looking to watch it um, out of the los angeles area Hey, if you want to uh, get interactive with this show, uh, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, don't forget that we uh, usually have a Friday feedback segment. If you want to get an email question in, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com. That's E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram page, which is at Locked on LA Kings. So overall, the Kings, um, obviously disappointing to have a lead and lose against the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, and and lose to their backup goaltender, Anthony Stolarz, as well. Uh, but overall, look, it's a preseason game. Uh, winning and losing isn't the most important thing. Um, you're certainly trying some different things. Uh, but overall, I thought it was a, a decent showing by the Kings. Um, not going to take too much out of, out of that loss. Uh, and, and again, the most important thing, I say this after every game, uh, the Kings came out, by all accounts, 100% healthy from that game. Injuries are the one thing that I, I don't know, I guess fear is the right word because it's the one thing you have no control over and you know, it's going to happen. You just keep your fingers crossed that these injuries don't happen to key players at the wrong time. But uh, so far the Kings have been pretty healthy this preseason and that is a good thing. And hopefully that will continue into the regular season as well. Hey, thanks for making locked on LA Kings. Your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NHL locked on experts. Give you a daily 30 minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. That is locked on NHL your daily 30-minute NHL 
podcast. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you as always for watching and for listening. Locked on LA Kings. And as always, we sign off by saying, go Kings, go.